Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. With Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk of 24-7 Sports. Powered by Taylor Construction Equipment. Whether you're looking to rent, lease, buy, or for service, contact Taylor Construction Equipment today at taylorconstructionequipment.com or call 662-446-1048. Now get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Tuesday morning. Thanks for joining us. At supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way. The trip to the drive thru over at Strange Brew Coffee House here in Starkville or at Brupolo over in Tupelo. Be a little weird, Robbie, if Brupolo was in Jug Fork. Interesting. They yeah. just put two words together there. Well, no, it's, it's two separate words. Jug fork. Jug fork. Which doesn't really make a ton of sense, but well, I mean I can't help you with that, but Yeah, that'd be a little weird. Yeah. Well wherever you are in our great state. And I'd call it like pitchfork. Jug fork. I don't know a whole lot more about it than that. Does my microphone sound weird? No, you sound great. It's kind of like echoey. You sound great and you look better. Oh thanks. Yeah. Wherever you are in our great state, you can enjoy Strange Brew Coffee each and every morning. It's just a click away. Go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com in order to be delivered right to your door. Strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. As the holiday season gets closer, guys, if you've got a coffee lover in your house, strangebrewcoffeehouse.com has some great gift ideas. And don't forget, you're supporting the Bulldog Initiative every time you shop there. College Corner and collegecornerstore.com. Speaking of the holidays, guys, it's time to start thinking about them, and if you're not doing that, well, you're going to be the one on Christmas Day going, uh, sorry, sorry, guys, I, I just, I just, I, I effed up real bad. I just, I feel so terrible because you don't have a gift for your family. Just get College Corner's right there. I'm telling you right now, you got an opportunity. I didn't mean to say, what did he say in The Hangover? That's what I meant to say. Like when he when he when he finds out that that Doug put the uh, the 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 roof and all, which isn't the oh, right yeah, term, yeah. he's like, I fudged up. Is that what he says? I fudged yes. up, guys. Yeah, Alan. Yeah, yep. Yeah, that's what it was. I just wanted us all to have a good time. Anyway, if you want to have a good time this holiday season, shop at College Corner. Two locations to serve you in the Jackson area: Ridgeland by Fleet Feet, Flowood by the Half Shell. Shop online collegecornerstore.com. They've got the Mississippi State merchandise that you're looking for. Restaurant Tyler, Starville's <clears throat> excuse me, flagship restaurant. Another great gift idea for the holidays, by the way, is a Restaurant Tyler gift card. You show up, you put that in somebody's stocking, they are going to be very merry this holiday season. And of course, we're only a, like a little bit away from them uh, really gussying up the, uh, the guest room down there for Miracle under Main Street. That's always really cool. You enjoy yourself, plus you just go down there, have a great drink and, a, and some good food, and the Christmas spirit will take hold of you from there. So enjoy yourself this holiday season with a special occasion, and let that special occasion be a trip to Restaurant Tyler. 16 Priority One Bank locations throughout central Mississippi. They're here to serve you. 
Banking in your community, guys, is just as important as eating locally, shopping locally. You build strong communities around strong community banks like Priority One. They have 16 locations. That means they, if they are, if you live in central Mississippi, they've got a location near you. So find it at PriorityOneBank.com and get to know the people there. They'll get to know you. And then if you've got to make decisions upon your finances, you're talking to the, your friends at Priority One Bank. The Priority One Bank make you their priority. Oh, my goodness. From uh, our friends at Message Board Geniuses, they've got one from Texags. Mm. Could we get Dabo Sweeney, please? Oh. Dabo Sweeney and the Texas A&M cult, that oh legitimately God. might spawn the end of days. <laughs> that, that, that might be what, what tips us over. What's going to be the new Jordan Peele horror <laughs> film or whatever? The... <laughs> da- just call it Dabo. Dabo. It's, a, it's not our giggle. Hickory dickory dock. Yeah. Okay. Can you can you like put, can we put some like intense mu- if, music behind that? What if the perfect cult got the perfect cult leader? I mean, now we're talking, right? What if it's like Jonestown, only it's Dabo uh, Daboville? <laughs> All right. Well, he's playing the role of Jim Jones. Yeah. Yeah. We're gonna drink the Kool Aid. Ah. Uh, we'll go. <laughs> you all right there? That's good sweet tea. It's Coke. Oh. Ah. Uh, Coca-Cola. We we uh, we are just fresh back from uh from campus where we we spoke with coach Zach Arnett who we were at, was asked about. Congrats to uh, congrats. Kudos, I guess I should say to Stefan uh, Krajnik for getting the question about defensive play calling. Wanted to find out for sure. I, I think we had a, a miscommunication somewhere, or, or we, I misread something. He had not been asked about, did you change something with the play calling? Uh, and Arnett, Somebody mentioned that on the message. Board. Right. And I, I think I read that and thought, okay, well, somebody must have asked him. And then when I reread the transcript, I was like, no, nobody did ask him. So basically I was wrong. And you know what? I don't have a problem admitting that. Well, no, you weren't wrong. The person that said he said that But was I wrong. was wrong for not doing my research and... So I will take I will take some blame here. I don't have a problem with that. Um, do you believe that? Mm, I don't believe him when he says nothing changed for the defense. Yeah, some, something changed. Now, you I, can, like if if I was in his position, I would have said, "Man, we worked. We we changed everything. We we scraped the board. We went back to the drawing board, and we said we're going to do things this way." And we just we you know we executed at a really high level and everything worked out. But instead, he was just like, "No, same. Everything was the same." Because the but other no, it wasn't. The other option there is if you're saying nothing changed for you, okay, that's the worst defense in the conference. What you're saying is that it's just a case of the Arkansas's offense was worse than your defense. Yeah, and that they put forth so little effort to beat you that you were able to have a one of the most dominant defensive performances this conference is, this conference will see this year. I just feel like uh, on some of these answers that Zach gives, he's like too literal with the question. Yes. But he listens to the question and he takes bits and pieces of what you say and he turns it into that. I will give an example. And yeah, we'll talk about that. But like th- saying, I think after he was asked, he was like, no, we've run all those blitzes this year. Yeah, but you haven't run them all in one game. Right. You might have ran a, a safety blitz a couple of times against Alabama or, or something, but you didn't run uh, your defense this season with the uh, relentless pressure that you had in this game. I like I refuse to. I I haven't broken down the film each and every week, 
But the pressure that they brought from corners, safeties, linebackers, defensive linemen, I haven't seen that this year. Mm-hmm. It, it hasn't been that – you know, it, it has been players. It has been the fact that they haven't been able to get pressure with the guys that they send sometimes, but it hadn't always been like that. It hadn't always – we hadn't seen – you know, corner black, cornerback blitzes and safety blitzes and pressure the way that they brought it the other day. I, I refuse to believe that. I haven't seen it this year. Yeah. Um, so, I, you know, I don't think it was just the team just finally executed. I think there was certainly a change in what they were doing defensively schematically because they did not look like they have in the first few games. So, you know, I have no – Evidence that Zach Arnett took over play calling. Uh, I don't think he would ever tell us that he took over play calling. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think you know. I don't, I don't know what who was calling plays, but I know it was different. That, you, that's not. I mean, if you look at that defense and you look at what they did against Western Michigan, and you say no, nah, it was pretty much the same. Then I, I don't know what we're talking about here. So here's something that makes me think he was more involved in the actual calls. Is that Every time they showed him on the sidelines, he was not talking to Steve Campbell or Brad Peterson. And that's been the case all season long, right? He's been talking to those guys. Mm-hmm. Wasn't doing it so much. That makes me think that he was more involved with the defense and had to be, you know, I, I don't have time to talk to these guys. So that's just a, that's just a, cl- a context clue that I have. And on offense, he was just kind of like standing off to the side. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I mean, he, he's been... He's been calling. He's been signaling in plays all year. I feel year, like we so. need to preface all this with: we're not calling him a liar. No, but we're saying that we're, we're he, just saying he that. goes way, way out of his way to shoulder all of the blame and take none of the credit, which can be a very positive trait for a head coach, right? Yeah. My players, my assistant coaches, they did a great job. But when we screw up, that's on me. I don't have a problem with that. But at the same time, yes, we're getting like the answer just feels a little disingenuous sometimes. And he, and I don't, you know, I don't mind that that's his approach, right? But I, it's just like yesterday when we were talking about this. People, people take everything that a coach says like literally, mm-hmm. like it's whatever he says is gospel, and that's just not the case. Coaches don't give you a hundred percent of the information. Nobody, mm-hmm. none of them do. You're you're never going to get. It's not going to be like you know Zach Arnett's Jim Carrey and liar liar and you know he, his son just made a wish for him to, to answer every question with 100 percent truthfulness and give all the details. He's not going to come in there and say, "Hey, uh, before we start, Will Rogers is out for several weeks. You're you're probably not going to see him for the next few weeks. We're in trouble if something happens to Mike Wright. We're screwed." Uh, just wanted to let you guys know, and for and also for the opposing teams, if you would like my scouting report, I've, I'll give it to you right now. Just send your questions through mm-hmm. our uh, SID, and he'll be he'll get those to me. You're not going to get that from coaches, right? It's just not going to happen. So I, I have no issue with that. But w- let's just get it out of the way that these coaches are not going to give you, you know, a hundred percent of the truth all the time, Correct. and. They don't have to. There's no reason for them to give us their game plan or, or tell us you know exactly what's going on behind the scenes. Yeah. But you know, you ask the questions anyway just to see what comes from it. Right. Somebody somebody asked me about press conferences and and I'm just like, well, first off, you know, a lot of guys, not me, but people, you know, you, Steph, writers, mm-hmm. 
You have things to write. Yeah, you have you know? to have stuff to write about. You, you and, have to have quotes. And you have to have quotes, and you have to have, you know, sometimes sometimes people come into a press conference with a question, and then they're like, I'm going to ask about this because I want to write about this. Especially you hear that when you have a question about a player. Yeah. Like if somebody asks about a, a specific player, it means they're probably planning a feature on that player, and they want to get a quote from the head coach, and this is the easiest way to do it. Yeah, there, there are still things that you can ask that you're mm-hmm. going to get – you know, clarity on and mm-hmm. things like that. You know, like things that happen in the middle of the game. You know, Sam Pittman just uh, had the worst example possible of yeah. how to answer a question. But that's a situation where you ask, hey, what were you thinking here? What, what's kind of going on? Right. Like that kind of stuff. And he yeah. was asked about the punting decisions. Right, right. Today. And I, I, again, I didn't agree with his answers. You know, I, I, don't, I don't agree with the decision there. But he explained his, his thought process. There. He's like, we're playing so well defensively. I thought we'll just try to pin them deep. You know, the thing he doesn't address there is that we didn't. He's like, they didn't pin them deep because they, they, did didn't, not. they didn't punt the ball well. But regardless, I, you know, that's his thought process there. That's fine. Now, I asked him a question about Auburn. I said, you know, is, I said, this may sound counterintuitive, but is it difficult to plan to, defensively for a team that's as one-dimensional as Auburn plays at times. Yeah, and he hit me with, "Well, I don't think they're one-dimensional. I don't and think that's correct at all. I don't think that's correct at all." He, so you know, once again, he's gotten me. But but what my point is, he he's wrong. Auburn is a one-dimensional football team. They don't throw the ball hardly at all. Now he made a point about the way they change formations, and and you know they'll go from having you know what is called fourteen personnel, which is four tight ends on the field at the same time, then they'll go to an empty backfield, and they'll you know. I get his point about that, but my point is that they can't move the football through the air. That's what all, that's my point is that Auburn moves the football almost exclusively on the ground. They are the the they are easily the worst uh, passing team in the conference. Just looking at them right now as a team, Auburn has thrown for one thousand fifty seven yards. That's almost 300 yards less than the next team. Uh, they've run. They run for 186 yards a game, which is good for fourth in the conference. They're averaging what under 200 yards a game passing. You say pa- 1,000 passing yards. They are averaging 151 yards a game. And if that's not one dimensional, that's a one dimensional football team. There's just no getting around that. The, so, those are those are the kind of things that just it, it's a little it's a little annoying, right? You know, like the, they are one dimensional. The stats bear it out. Mm-hmm. It's like we it's like whenever we were talking to him, like your offense is different this year without the air raid. No, it's not. Yeah. Yes, it is. It is. Yeah. You're not running the air raid offense. So just like why does it got to be that way? This reminds me of a story, and we've we and we've told it before here, but I'll never forget. So the week, so Moorhead's second year. They played Abilene Christian the week before the Egg Bowl. Yeah. And Monday's press conference, somebody asked him, like, do you take some time this week to go ahead and start looking ahead to Ole Miss? And he says, he stood up there and said, nope, this week is all about Abilene Christian. we got to prepare for them. They're a tough opponent, blah, blah, blah. Gave all the coach speaky answers, right? <clears throat> Saturday after the game, he so he talks about, he's like, so it's time to move on to Ole Miss, and I lied to you guys last week. We totally practiced for Ole Miss this week, which I, I, I know that. I know that that's the case. He, I he's not going to say. I thought it was funny. Well, you know, at the beginning of the week, if he said that yeah. and they somehow screwed up and lost, yeah. he would be gone. Yeah. Like that would have been disaster. That, that, well, it kind of was anyway. But, but. W- one thing that I'll say about Moorhead that I, and I feel like 
anybody like this never lasts mm-hmm. is he was pretty up for, he was probably the most upfront and honest person I've ever worked with mm-hmm. in at Mississippi State yeah. in, in the media. He was just about as bad as he wasn't. He, now, he was better about injuries. He wouldn't tell you what the injury was. He would just say upper body, lower body. Yeah, that, that was the would, uh, that was know really, that somebody was out. That was really the only thing. Yeah. That, that was the only thing that he really withheld from us. You usually knew exactly what was on his mind. Yeah. He answered questions, you know. You know, fairly well. After every week, most of the time, even when State was kind of struggling, we were like, you know what? That's that means that's a good point by him, and things like that. But it was just you know he couldn't get a, couldn't get the job done on the field. But I, I actually enjoyed a lot of his press conferences. They were fun. Yeah, especially the one where he was like, "We okay, Brian?" Yeah, yeah, that like, was awesome. Like, what did I do? Um, but our, again, with he our said something bad about him. He listened to every he, show. He did I listen think. to the podcast. I, he, he listened he, to the podcast. He read everybody's stories. He is the one coach I am positive listened to the podcast. I know Mullen didn't. I I know Leach didn't. Arnett I don't think does. Oh, Arnett doesn't. He doesn't get on Twitter. He does. He's not doing anything. Right he does. I don't think he has a clue what's being said. Yeah. So, which is fine. I I prefer it I that don't, way. I actually don't blame it. That's how coaches should operate. They got enough to do. They don't need to be on social media. Morehead, that's a different story. Um, I forgot where I was going to go with that. So, with Arnett again today with Will Rogers. You know, we're going to update and progress and blah blah blah. It's just like, dude, he's he's just he's, he's, he's out. Well, for, if you notice, first of the year, mm-hmm. and I think you know, dating back to the spring and the summer, he was like too detailed on injuries. Mm-hmm. He told every everybody that was hurt and all that. He's been instructed to change how he addresses people in press conferences. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's obvious that he's had to change his whole personality when it comes to talking to the media, talking on camera, things like that. And I don't know if if somebody told him, "Hey, we don't need to be telling what's going on with these injuries because the last two weeks, I think two or three weeks, he's been, he's given the same answer on injuries. We have a lot of guys injured. We're going to evaluate them through the week. They're all day to day. And like, there's just no, there's no idea what anybody's status is right now. Yeah. And it's just, eh. and I, you know, Based on everything that I've heard on Will Rogers, this is a multi-week deal with him. He's going to be out for a few games, mm-hmm. and I, you know, I've heard nothing that changes that. I don't, I don't think that you can expect Will Rogers to be the, no, I'm the not starter for week. the next few weeks. Yeah, I agree with that. So, looking at going back to my Auburn thing. So Auburn is 14th in uh, pass attempts. They are they have thrown the ball 165 times. 98 completions also, that would be uh, dead last in the conference. Well, but my, my, but, but not one-dimensional. My question is, what would he have said if you would have given those stats? I thought about it. You should have. I thought about it. So, And then on the, on the rush attempts, Auburn is – they're actually only sixth, which is pretty amazing. Uh, you should have just let him like get through his whole spiel there and be like, well, Coach, well, actually. They, well, you should have given the well, actually. Yeah. Well, actually, when you say I'm not correct, first off, I I, I did say Auburn, didn't I? I didn't say Arkansas or or you or anything. What if you would have came back and be like, "No, you're not correct. You could have called me incorrect. You're you're not correct. (laughs) You're out of order." (laughs) I don't know. I don't know how that would have gone. 
It, it wouldn't have gone well. I think it would have gone one of two ways. One, he would have laughed it off, or two, he would have dove from the platform and tried to take me out. I don't think he would have laughed it off. He doesn't seem to have much of a sense of humor around yeah, you us. You say that, though. Occasionally, he, he, he has a joke. He has. He's had a couple jokes this year. Yeah, but whenever we say something, he doesn't get very happy. Yeah. He, it's like just the just the sound of our voices or the look look on our faces like immediately just pisses him off. Wouldn't that like be great a, if he walked in and was like, you know, another Monday with you people. I gotta come in here and look at your ugly faces and answer your stupid questions. Go ahead, ask your me a stubby st- little fingers. Yeah. Your greasy little fingers. You just ate your ba- free meal over basically here. Basically he he uh, he hits I didn't eat it. He uh, I didn't either. he hits us with uh the fat little girlfriends. Yeah. But he's talking about us. You know the, the fat little sports writers. Yeah, no, no, he's talking about our wives. He's oh, okay. Our, your fat little wives out there. <laughs> if, you, if you don't have a wife, your fat little girlfriend. Oh, and if you don't like what I just said, do something about yeah, it. Yeah, come St- up here and face me like a man. Step up. <laughs> Ain't nothing between us but air and opportunity. So what if it like why? Why does this come? <laughs> if there, if something ever happens like the rest of the year, like it looks like he's going, this is going to be it for him. Yeah. Like, what if he just says, screw it? Like, yeah. I, I that thought goes in the back of my head all the time. Oh, yeah. Like, what if he just realizes this is the end? Hope it's not me. I, like, you know what? I'm just going to knock somebody out tonight. Oh, we're going to fight. Felt, I thought you meant he's going to just, like, go off on somebody. Uh, it could be that, he's, too. He's, 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 he's coming for blood I in your know. scenario. He's, this man is is a wild man. <laughs> he was a, he was a, a, a linebacker, a baseball player. That's, I mean, Worked in unpredictable. the did he? Yeah. Really? I learned that in uh, our first sports talk interview with him. Uh, Worked uh, in the hardware business. He was business. head coach. Yeah, he, he he was in the hardware business and basically was like, I don't want to do this the rest of my life, so he got back into football. Well, see, hardware runs in my blood. My grand my grandparents. Maybe he would like you my more if you told him about I should talk to him about that. You know, my, gra- my granddad and his dad owned a, a hardware business and it was passed down to my, yeah, yeah, my I knew cousin this. Yeah, yeah. for like 100 years. There you so go. We, have, we have something in common there finally. You there you go. That's about the only thing. Well, we like some of the same music. Musically, we have a lot in common with our name. Yeah. So I have. We all we all have facial hair. You need to get yours back. That's coming. Your, your mustache. He is bringing the stash back, and your, your mustache and his your his mustache are about the same. He uh, really needs to just go full blood mustache. Yeah. He just, he needs to embrace no shave November. Yeah. And just get in there. We just do the mustache or November. Yeah. Like him walking around the sidelines, like just yeah. looking just. Ticked, yeah. At every turn, yeah. With a mustache, it's better. Just, just do it. Just do it. Zach. You get some support back that way. I think. Oh yeah, people. That's that's the El Captain or whatever. El Capitan. The, the one the Captain. Captain. Capitan. It's it's the Spanish word for captain. Well, that's what that is. You're right. No, I just all I, the I people that were that were all fully on board with that. They, it took they, two weeks to get them off. They were done after it's a long that. time. They were done after that. After after the Arizona game, out. Yeah, no, you're right. I, no, I think I th- no, no. I think Arizona. They were like, "What is going on?" They they were starting to move off. They, the, they were like, "Why don't we just go ahead and there. sit by the lifeboats? Let's just <laughs> let's just stand over here." Just yeah, this in case. doesn't doesn't yeah. seem feels right. like rough seas are coming. And then the LSU game, they're like, "Get in the boat. We're out. <laughs> we're out of here." Now they're just hot board. Yeah, the SS hot board was fired up at that point. So. We'll talk more. Uh, you know, Arnell will be back with the, the, the. We'll see what he says at the SEC teleconference. Maybe get some sort of update on Rodgers there. I doubt it. I doubt it very seriously. No, uh, but at the same time, I, I don't think that Rodgers is playing Saturday uh, as well. So, unless it's some kind of miraculous 
recovery that they've found with them. I just Can Freeze come have a laying on of hands with yeah. them, maybe? So Normally, Freeze has to pay for those. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, boy. Lay your hands on me. No. Lay your hands on me. <laughs> 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 I was going to make a joke about, go, about NIL. I wasn't going to go in that direction. We need a transfer it. portal. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, I wasn't going to go that way. No, I, went, I did. I did go that Take it. Yeah. When it comes to freeze, I, I, I make those jokes. Uh, that's, just how, that's just how I'm wired. Let's move on into our SEC picks. That's brought to you by our good friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council who want to remind you that beef is what's for dinner. Guys, if you're cooking out this weekend – need to be cooking out some beef. Put some steaks on the grill. Throw some burgers on the grill. Make it easy on yourself. Because those are the easiest things to cook, by the way. It takes more time to get the fire going than it does to cook a steak. So, easy to cook. Delicious. Nutritious. Good value for the money. I mean, what, what am I missing here? Why would you not want to do that? So, enjoy yourself with some beef this weekend. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District. That's the place to find the smoked southern soul food that you're looking for. Great food, great people. The weather's so nice outside. You sit out there on the patio on a Friday night, enjoy some live music. Man, it's just a great environment and a great time. And, of course, the best part is the food is always awesome. So the next time you're around, head to Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District. Also, don't forget Bulldog Initiative Business. Great products and great service is what every business likes to promise you, but they deliver it to you at Advantage Business Systems. And they've been doing it for 48 40, years. 48 years. 48 years. Yeah. Well, go. either one of those. We're, yeah. Long time. Long time. And they do it for, they, they're able to do it because of one reason and one reason only. They take care of their customers, just like you. So when you need a new technological piece for your business, a copier, a printer, Computers, laptops, anything. You give them a call. And then if you do need service, they're going to take care of it for you. Simple as that. Just like you're their next door neighbor, which they kind of are because they're a Mississippi business just like you. Give them a call today, 601-362-9192 or visit them online, absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. The Collegiate Collection at the Rogue. I keep saying it, guys. The holidays are upon us. It's time to start thinking about gifts. Maybe a trip to the Rogue needs to be on the agenda. Check out their incredible selection of polos and quarter zips from great name brands, great logos, the ones you guys have been asking for, and, and of course, the service that you get at one of the top men's clothing stores in all of the Southeast. Check them out, the Rogue and Jackson, or shop online at therogue.com. Don't live the three-stripe life. Shop at the Rogue. All right, one game up on Robbie Falk here in week nine of the SEC schedule. We only have five ga- or four games to pick. I don't think we've got a, a change of opinion here, Robbie, but we're going to see. 11 a.m. <laughs> I can't wait to see who wins this game between South Carolina and Texas A&M. I'm taking A&M. I, th- I am too. I think I am, but my goodness. Is that at A&M? It is at A&M. Oh, yeah. But, but, but what if, Robbie? But I don't. I don't think. I, I still don't think A and M is like this dumpster fire. Like I. Well, like, the problem is they're going to lose five games, though. I think. Yeah. No. I mean, they're going. They're not going to be what they're paying Jimbo Fisher to be mm-hmm. for sure, and what their fans, what the expectations are there. 
But I don't think that they're, you know, falling, you know, falling apart and, you know, everybody's pointing fingers on the sidelines and nobody's playing hard. I mean, they lost to Miami and Alabama. Miami and Alabama. And so Tennessee. the Miami game. And Tennessee. Oh, in Tennessee. I forgot about that one. But the last, the two SEC losses have been pretty close. And mm-hmm. the Tennessee game was on the road. I mean, I, I still think they're the a good Alabama team. The Alabama game was on the road, wasn't it? No, it wasn't. No, it was, it, was at, it was at College Station. Yeah. Uh, I still think they're a talented team and one that hasn't like given up just yet. So mm-hmm. I th- they should be able to navigate some of these games. My worry is this is the give up game. Could be. That it, you know, but even then, I don't think South Carolina is good enough to beat them. South no, Carolina is really South Carolina's bad. bad. They're really bad on the road too. Really bad on the now road. Now they, I think, can give up. This is this would be. I think they are they two and six. State should have beat them. They're two and five. So this you know they're two and five. They still have games with uh, Kentucky and Clemson. I think they can beat Jacksonville State and uh, Vanderbilt. So they they're looking five and seven right in the face. I think. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, also, I'm uh, sorry. At, I'm sorry, not also. At 2.30, the uh, world's largest outdoor cocktail party. I refuse to tr- call them any other name. Same. Georgia and Florida. Got to go with the Bulldogs here, right? Oh, yeah. So this is a game that, like, Florida's 5-2, and two, and you think they could be in the game, and they'll probably lose by, like, 35. And they're, they're staring down the possibility of... N- well, I think they probably get bowl eligible now that I now that I know about Arkansas what they are. Right. So this is Florida's remaining schedule. We can have a little extra time with this. They have Georgia, then they uh, have Arkansas at LSU. That's a loss. loss. At Missouri, loss. Florida State at home, loss. So they're gonna yeah they've got one they're more six and six they're six and six. What Which happens? I, I said they'll they'll probably keep him. They got Ugh. they're gonna have a top ten recruiting class. Ugh. But there's no. To me, there's just no excitement around Billy Napier. If I if I could see some tangible evidence that this team was getting significantly better, then I would say there's a lot to like about this hire. But he has enough talent mm-hmm. that they should be better than they are, and they just yeah. kind of look okay. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean they don't look they don't look terrible. I mean, they just look okay. We, we, you know, we're sitting there; they're six and six. They were a miracle comeback from South Carolina from being in just god awful shape. Yeah. So I mean, they got blown out by by a bad Kentucky team, mm-hmm. and of course, their win over Tennessee is one of the most weird. Uh, that, that's weirdest, the puzzling one. That's the weirdest result of the uh, the season thus far. But Tennessee is kind of like I don't know what they are. I don't either. Georgia wins. Tennessee yeah. at Kentucky. Mm. Kentucky got this one last year, didn't they? No, no, they did not. Tennessee won, beat them. Yeah. Uh, this is kind of Kentucky's last chance to to have a a good year. Yeah, you know this is nah, their, they're not going to do it though. I got Tennessee. Yeah, I mean, I just I just, just been so bad since that Florida game. Yeah, and they Devin got destroyed Le- by Devin Georgia. Leary might be one of the most disappointing players in the conference. That's the guy who was really good at NC State. And I like, thought he would have a better year than Will Levis. Yeah, he's not anywhere close. Yeah. You're, you're having a great year. For, I mean, you're taking you're having to have a outstanding year from Ray Davis mm-hmm. to be competitive. Right. I mean, what, what, that's that's holding them back from having like four wins this year. Yeah, because they would have lost the Florida game without him, probably. Yeah. So yeah, I'm 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 taking them to lose this one, and then it's about to 
it's about to get pretty rough. I mean, they'll, they'll probably beat South Carolina. But I don't know. That one's on the road. It's t- and South Carolina has dominated that series, I believe. They had they had that terrible schedule. I th- I think the schedule has a lot to do with it. When mm-hmm. you play those weak teams out of the gate, you got to get somebody. You got to get somebody in there to kind of test where you are. Yeah, they played nobody with a pulse. So they lose to Kentucky. Or they lose to Tennessee. They got to come to Mississippi State. They don't win on the road. Don't win here. That that's then they be a have tough Alabama. And then yeah, Kentucky, and then Louisville, and that's at Louisville. And Louisville's much better this year. So what are they? They're five and two. I mean, if they can't win, beat either South Carolina or Mississippi State, they're six and six. Mm. And they're they're starting to pay. They're paying big money. Mark Stoops some good money. So I don't know. He might get out of there. Yeah. But that's such an easy job he's, for him. He's like waiting on Ference to leave Iowa. That's all he's waiting on. Think so? I think Go so. home. All right, last one. Vanderbilt at Ole Miss. Obviously, we both take the Rebels to win here. Here's my. Here's I have two questions. One, let's talk about the spread. I guess it's twenty four and a half. Yeah, I mean Vanderbilt it, only lost to Georgia by seventeen. Yeah, I mean I, I just don't know what Vanderbilt. Let me look at Vandy. So bad. They are bad. Let me but see. They, they Vandy usually lost to, play Ole Miss pretty well. On another, they score. had the lead last year, but then they gave up like thirty points in the second half. They lost by seventeen to Kentucky, seventeen to Missouri, twenty-four at Florida, seventeen to Georgia, twenty-four. I mean, I guess, but this it, it has a lot of points. Yeah. My other point is this: somebody made this. I saw this on a message board, and it makes a lot of sense. The Ole Miss LSU game is a big old outlier at this point, for Ole Miss offensively. So, in conference play, Ole Miss has scored 10, 27, 28, and then they have the 55 against LSU. So, they haven't really been that great offensively. If you go back to their game against Tulane, they had 37, but there's six of those points are, or seven of those points, I guess, are from the defense. So, they only scored 30 against Tulane in that game. Yeah, they scored a bunch against Georgia Tech, who's not good, and a bunch against Mercer that's not good. I just think they're getting propped up by the That's that's my question. I think they are are much more stable than everybody else in the league. They're playing sound on the defensive side of the ball. They're not – I mean, they're they're playing good there. They're playing good against bad teams. But offensively, they're not as great. They're not as great as as they get made out to be. Well, that LSU game is skewing everything. Yeah. Because so, LSU was just so, so bad, bad defensively, yeah. But yeah, I mean the the SEC is just not good this year. I think this Ole Miss team is good, mm-hmm. but this you know the teams that they're playing and the team the teams that are in the SEC this year I might are help helping them kind of get propped up a little bit. I might drop them to fourth in my power rankings this week by Missouri. They were third. Yeah, Missouri yeah, seven and one. They're they're winning pretty convincingly. Yeah. yeah. We'll see. I don't know. I just don't know what's happening with the SEC, to be honest with you. It's it's been. I don't know if it's. I'm enjoying it, but at the same time, it feels like this was a year state could have taken advantage. Yeah. and been really good, and they aren't. So I think there's a lot of parity that people like to throw that word out. I think there's you know the transfer portal and the NIL. It's mm-hmm. made people. It's made everybody else competitive. Yeah. And you know they've been able to offer. I mean, even Arkansas was able to pull you know a couple of guys from the SEC on the defensive line mm-hmm. and. Some good players here and there. I mean, it's just made everybody. It's kind of even the playing field a little bit, but I don't. I don't know if that's been for the better for the SEC mm-hmm. because this year the league just looks really poor. Yeah. No, I agree with you. I agree with you. So. I mean, Alabama looks like they're probably going to win the West. They're starting to pick it up a little bit. 
but they still just don't look great. They, they're good. They're not great. They're good enough. They're good enough. So, All right, so no, no changes this week. I will go to Week 10 with a one-game lead on Robbie Falk. Tomorrow's show is the rumblings. You know what to do. Get us your questions in, and we will answer them. Talk to you guys again tomorrow. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.